welcome to the Legends of Lanamora podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Nova. Hey, you. Emily. Hello. And Nicole. We are 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. In last week's episode, our party was traveling from Broadwing Milling up to the Harbor Coast in order to get with uh, Agamir so that he could get them to tour to Iron Maw because they had recently acquired a book, not just any books, for Les Fay's journal itself, uh, having been dropped off hastily by Lo the doppelganger. He dropped it off and then bolted to be arrested as Saf, or at least make it look like Saf has been arrested. Drew investigated the book, found the ramblings of a supposed maniac with clairvoyance, is what it looked like. The pages were all to and fro, no cohesive thoughts, and they were able to glean the information that Sorles Fay thinks that the Temple of Depths and Darkness reagents have something to do with mountains or peaks and caverns. And so that is why they built the Temple of Depths and Darkness, the new and improved Temple of Depths and Darkness, where they have an added bounty between the cloistered peaks and the veiled city, which are I also the caverns. last episode was the Lanamoran Caves and Cliffs update. You're right. <laughs> but so Bay got it wrong. Due to the knowledge that uh, Drew had about um, that the spirits had given her, they are far from what they need in order to complete the Temple of Depths and Darkness. And so, with her soul-charged amulet, she knows a little bit more information than Srilas does. So they have now reached the Harbor Coast. They had a night of partying with Agamir and Reg, Kira, and all of the people that they got together with at the Harbor Coast. Uh, they were celebrating because Agamir and Reg have just recently... Uh, gained the uh, alliance of the Harbor Coast for the Knights of Halartha against the Triumvirate. Uh, at the end of the episode, the last story episode we had, um, they were on their way to the city of Iron Maw, and the plan is to head up the Spines, which is the largest mountain range in all of Lanamora, in order to find either these reagents for the Temple of Depths and Darkness or the Amos. It's unclear which they will find. Either one, dead or alive. <laughs> I hope not dead, but anyway. I'm not dead. It's been... One week. Sorry. There it is. <laughs> it's been three days since you left the Harbor Coast. Uh, you are sailing on the Mirror Sea along the northern coast of Alari, and you pull up to the city of Iron Maw, on a I think it's canonically fall right now. It's a it's a cold fall day and there's a heavy mist shrouding the city itself. You can still as you're pulling into the harbor make out the shortest of the torn spines uh soaring over the city um behind uh, behind the city. Soaring behind the city. Uh and you make port, and this heavy fog is still just settled over the Iron Maw Bay itself and in the city. 
it's kind of gloomy, dreary, rainy. Um, so this is where you all are. What would you like to do? This is not the same. Dom Dom Muldor was the city that they were all at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's where they were on um, in the Into Depths and Darkness campaign mini campaign. How far away is that from here? It's on the other side of the spines. Oh, is, are we headed there, or we're just headed to the spines? Particularly, you're just headed to the spines. Okay. Isn't this where Safina's wanted to go this entire time? Hasn't she been like wanting to go to Tor the, for the longest time? Don Muldor. Yep. But I mean, like specifically, I remember when we got out of when we went to that tavern after we got out of the catacombs. You you had that conversation with Agamir where you were like, "Can you take me there after all this is done?" <laughs> so it's not yeah. done, but he took you there. Hold up, is end of the bargain. Yeah. This is where you all find yourselves. The Amethyst Wish is still docked, so if you want to get off the boat. Say anything to Agamir, <laughs> Reg, Kira. Apparently Scar does it. <laughs> I thought they were coming with us. I didn't know they were I guess I thought they were just coming with us. I didn't know they were leaving. They're hanging on the boat? Like how are we getting back? Are they just gonna that's, hang here? That's what I was saying. <laughs> Uh, you all still have your the rings that Gonoleth gave you, so you could get back to Alari like as quick as you want to. Oh, Just damn. find a tree, true. right? Just find a tree, any tree, a bush, a shrub. <laughs> Just find, pick a flower. Immediately, stage here. left like... into a bush. So, I mean, if you want to have this in character, um, so are you? Are you all going to need a ride back? Do Do you want us to to be here or? How do you want to, I mean, you can call us on the, the shell phone, right? I mean, you got, you got other plans. What do you, what do you do? What do you need to do? Well, we, we, we you know, we've got to keep our relationship with the, the Harbor Coast up. So we, we've got to make sure that, you know, well, I guess at this point we could try and gain the loyalty of some of the other boroughs too. Um, just in case, you know, there's. No, no, no one's heard from Gizmoboro or um, the Mithril Peninsula, so we could head that way. Yeah, That's where fair. is the where is the Mithril Peninsula on the in terms of on our side versus not our side? Uh, last I heard, they uh, are friendly to the Knights of Harlartha. They're they're kind of isolated, being on the peninsula, but. Um, that no one's really made any hard contact with them. Isn't that so, where what's her name was headed when she dropped us off in Lux a million years ago? I can't remember her name. It's a chick with the bone ship, Aggie's best friend. Oh, I cannot um, remember her name. Fira? Fira. Ah. Fira. Mm-hmm. Uh she might have been. I don't remember. Off the top of my head, but I don't know what to do. So I think that uh, I mean it's it'd probably be best for for us to try and expand the Knights of Halartha's influence. So I think we'll probably head to the Mithril Peninsula. That seems like the next logical choice. Okay, you sounds do you. like a plan. <laughs> so I mean, with that, we would have the Barony, the Harbor Coast. We don't have Lux, but we would have, with the Mithril Peninsula, we would have most of the North 
shore of Alari under control, so it's something. Yeah. Do we okay. not have locks with Maxine in our fold? Maxine doesn't have any pull. Not like that. Not like that. She she does only go so far. She would hate to hear that. She <laughs> would. She wouldn't just admit. A few, she never admit it. Just a few months ago, she was doing basically community service. Yeah. So like, she doesn't have that kind of pull. Probably court ordered community Don't tell service. Her that. <laughs> it was literally court ordered. They have to do this. <laughs> you live in Lux, you have to do court-ordered community service. And she put it off for too long. She sucks. She has no pull. Like, she has a lot of money, but everyone in Lux has money. That's not, like, social standing is different. Do you she have doesn't have that influence. kind of influence. Yeah, she doesn't have that kind of influence. Got it. Okay, well, I guess we'll head out. Um, did you Did you want us to take that journal to... Um, Halarth or uh, to Dorena. I mean, it's it's kind of out of the way having to go all the way down to the Bulwark Isles and then to the Mithril Peninsula. So maybe, I mean, you might need it, right? Well, I mean, can we say that Andy can scan the pages of the book? We said that in the last episode. Okay, so should we send I it with Dorena? No, I still don't want. I don't trust that book not being in our hands. I mean that's that's a good point, Scar. I mean if it's if it falls out of our hands, then you know it could wind up with someone you know worse than Cerulees Fay or Kelvin. It's possible. Like, not saying I don't trust you, Agnir. I'm just saying like it's better if I know where it is. No, no, no. I understand. I get it. I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, we can put it in Karen's Ender chest. It's what? Karen's whatever you call it, the magic chest. Thing. Oh, uh, y- yeah, I mean, yeah, we can we can put it in there. That, that uh, it, 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 it would be safe. The one that has that. It you says have the it on my for it. I know. Well, I'm just saying. I was going to say it says it on my character sheet that I have the dongle. Mm-hmm. Which is such a I can't. I almost <laughs> want to giggle every time I say that word because I'm a child. You would not be able to work in IT. There's so many dongles. <laughs> oh my god, it's just such a weird word. Anyway, yeah, I can't, I just don't. I don't want the book to leave our hands. I feel like we need it. Okay. Well, um, I mean, well, I, I guess we'll uh, see each other again soon. Hopefully, with a better hand against Kelvin and the Unending Host. So, um, if you need anything, you know where to find me. Nagamir pulls out his shell phone. I've always got it on me. So, deuces. <laughs> I'm gonna run up and give him a great big hug, and then Ooh. and uh, then same, and then it's like group hug, <laughs> and then you have to be like, "Come on, Scar." Yeah, <laughs> just like, and then I reach, we reach over, right? Can grab you by the comedically by the hand, mm-hmm. pull you in. So, so y'all very. <laughs> As that happens, Reg comes in and like hugs at uh, Scar's like waist. I <laughs> love it. And Kira comes in and just like picks this all up. <laughs> yeah. Zuth comes in too. Zuth is here, but he's you know no one talks to Zuth really. It's okay. I do. 
I made a game about them. (laughs) Yes, it's it's very good because I don't do Zuth's voice often. It's fine. I have enough NPCs that I voice. (laughs) Tune into season three where I cut down the number of NPCs I (laughs) turn into the voices of. Uh, So yeah, the you you all give a big old bear hug to Agamir and that crew, and they hop on the the wish fulfilled, and they are heading to the Mithril Peninsula now. So you are now in alone the. Five of you, the city of Iron Maw, with Sokoba and Karen. I have to say that boat name will never not be like the best thing ever. But okay. anyway, yeah. So you all understand, you know, the importance of Iron Maw on tour. Just, you know, innately, you just know a lot of information about Iron Maw. Um, you know that the Mercenary Guild is really the it's basically the proxy for the mantles because the mantles do not have any influence here on, on tour. Um, That's good for us, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to be a lower chance of being found, you are in the right place. Um, so, you know, there's the mercenaries guild that could probably help out if you needed to. Um, where are my notes? We have a connection to Pax through Pax with them, right? Isn't he a part of the mercenary guild? Uh, no, their guild in the Veiled City is different. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I thought y'all belonged all to the same club. It's just like, it's like the Moose Lodge or the, you know, VFW Hall. You have particular chapters, which are all part of the same organization. Let me stop at this VFW on the way. Yeah, you know, you have like little cards that say like your charter number, but you're all part of the same larger organization. It's like the overarch. What's the hierarchy of the mercenaries guild? Just separate. You just all call yourselves mercenary guilds, but there's separate territories. Uh, the mercenary guild of Tor has actually been around since the age of legends. So since the time of Ilar the Mighty. Uh, so the founding chapter. <laughs> so it's prolific and powerful. Scary. Or, or as powerful as you can be on this uh, continent. But they've always had a foothold and have for millennia. I would like to meet them. They sound delightful. Okay, so uh, Cliff Notes, if you haven't listened to the Torin uh, episode, or the Welcome to Tor episode that was two episodes before this one. Um, there are three main factions of the of power in Iron Maw. There are there's the Mercenary Guild, which are the Sellswords and Bounty Hunters. Um, there's the Conjurers Alliance, which are the the mages who do some of the stuff that's not as uh, pleasant as the wizards and magic users on uh, Ilari. And then there's uh, the Bez who are the petty thieves and corrupt business owners of um, Tor. They're kind of like a a loose framework of thieves. Uh, It's not really a guild so much as it a... It's more of a club. So there are a lot of druids as well in uh, Iron Maw so that they can get out to the, you know, different climates that are around. And then artificers hang out here as well to fund expeditions to go to the Torn Caverns or to the ruins of Don Keldar, which is up in the Sea of Wind. So that's the the, the gist of it, if you haven't listened. Um, if you all are 
going to be heading up to this. Well, I don't want to tell you what to do. I thought we had like a clear goal. We were going to the mountains or whatever. Yep, you're going up to the spines. So, um, do we have to like check in with people? Is this like that kind of town where like you can't do anything without someone checking in with someone or something? Roman investigation. Fuck. You haven't been to Tor, right, Scar? No. Uh, 15, 17. Okay, you look around the city as you're getting off the port, uh, and you're taking a good look around. And this is definitely a city, but it has very different vibes to Alari. So without the mantle's presence, you feel like something's off, and everyone is kind of... It, it, if a city could be, you know, like the Wild West, this is kind of the vibe that you're getting from Iron Maw. This is a very loosely put together city. It obviously was not put together by the architects of Ilar's birth. It's all slapdash and kind of, um, it's not ramshackle, but it's everything is put together on top of something else. And they've just been building over the you know, remnants of the previous city before the previous buildings. Uh, building falls down, just build on top of it. Foundation's still fine, right? And so that's that's the vibe of the city architecture itself. The people are just going about their business just like anyone else would. They're, everyone is busy. You don't see anyone who is not in the middle of a task. Um, so you feel like it's very much... You're not going to be noticed here unless you really want to make yourself noticed. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't. I feel like we can't afford any side questing, so I feel like we should just get about our business. Do we know how to get to where we're supposed to go, or is that something that we got to do? We got to go ask someone for like a map or something. Um. Well, the only one of you who has been to Tor before is Karen, and he uh, on on the. The way into port, he uh, made his goodberry tea that Drew made for him. <laughs> and so he's a little uh, not so lucid right now. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn to the group. Perhaps we should... Perhaps we should find a guide of sorts. Because Tor is wild, and we don't know our way around. So maybe... It would be best to hire a mercenary to kind of help us tour our way through tour. <laughs> sure. How much money do we got? That's a good question. I got like thirteen hundred gold. So because I have four hundred gold pieces, we can pay right. them half now, half later, right? Um. But I feel like we got we got at least enough gold to like ruin Tor economically. Um, <laughs> they use gold? accept gold, <laughs> or is it like shells here? Is this druid shit too? Like where we got to like trade it in for sticks and stuff? Like yeah. what's the what's the currency in Tor? <laughs> uh, you in your investigation role from before, you see that they're passing just common coin around. Okay, so no like okay. torn bits. <laughs> no. Tor coin. Tor coin. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
in my investigation, did I see anyone that would be that like there is there like a, a tour info center? <laughs> like uh there's where's really, the welcome wagon <laughs> there's no welcome wagon at all it's very much like which you know the new york subway but right but you know if someone oh i don't know say from georgia or tennessee came and went to new york for the first time and didn't really know the subway system it's very much that feeling of yeah, just Max, being what y'all talk about <laughs> of being completely lost because they've never had to look at these maps before. Okay. And the only fair. other public transit that they have seen is Marta, which is abysmal. <laughs> that's fair. It's one line. <laughs> it's two lines. One I can goes see up how down, like one goes left and right. I can see how if you didn't already know how to read a New York City subway map, how like that could be very fucking weird to some because it's all colors and numbers and letters. Yeah, it means nothing to me. It means nothing. And to there's me. like 26 lines. There's yeah. like eight, but okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's just like the New York subway map, and you just hand me what looks to be a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I can't read this. <laughs> It's not that it's literally it has the fucking map of New York City in, in its grid, and then it has the line and what street it goes to, and it has the dots where the stops are. How hard is that? In Atlanta, <laughs> we have the red line and the gold line. End of list. <laughs> there's, a blue the, there's the blue and the green too. They go east. Those and west, go like but... right here. They're like nothing. They, no one gets on those. Like yeah. the ones that go, the, like it's red so line. So thank you all so much for tuning into our Subways <laughs> of the World podcast. Uh, so I guess I'm just gonna I'm gonna because I'm scar. I'm just gonna go up to the first stall I see, and uh, take one gold coin out of my pocket and say hold it up and be like i'm looking for a guide the human that you walk up to at the stall looks at you and says do i look like a travel agent what do you what do you want (laughs) i mean i'll take your gold but what go you can have this gold if you point me in the direction of a travel agent as you say Listen, if you need to get anywhere, you're not going to get anywhere without the mercenaries. Listen, you city folk, you're going to, if you want to get out of this this city and go adventure or whatever it is that you brave adventurers have chosen to do, you're going to want to talk to the mercenaries. But my suggestion to you would be to head back to Alari. You're not going to make it here. All right, thanks for your help. Bye. We're gonna go back to Alari now. Like, what the fuck does he expect us to do with that information? I'm gonna look okay, at thanks. him. I'm gonna look at him like dead in the face and be like, you know what? For that kind of sass, you don't get the gold coin. Bye. <laughs> oh no, my business will never recover. <laughs> and he turns sassful. to the next. He he turns to the next customer. Drew does give him a gold coin because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I give Drew like a very no, pointed you don't like. No, you see it. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> but I'm like, that was good. <laughs> um, so we should head to the Mercenaries Guild. Do we know where that is without someone telling us? Like, it's probably the big building. I'd imagine. Let's go to the big building with the big uh, the punchy boys outside of it. Yeah, 
I'm gonna I'm just gonna put this out into the oh, universe. Gosh. I'm gonna manifest Levi here. Um because he would the be an amazing tour guide. From our Mystery of the Tour and Terror one shot. Oh, the one where I got high and passed out and forgot. Yeah. <laughs> like, one that I was there it. for and definitely fully remember every second yeah. of. Yep. That one sounds like us. <laughs> Who the fuck is Levi? <laughs> I don't know who that is either. He's my uh, old Goliath um, Tempest Domain Cleric. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, he was your character? Mm-hmm. I think he was a mercenary. See, even you don't remember. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure I have I no know. idea what you're talking about. All right, let's um, go to the mercenaries guild that we don't know where it is. Okay, uh, everyone roll me a perception. Let's see who finds it. Natural 20. 11. 18. Okay, uh, Scar is able to find the Mercenaries Guild with no problem. Uh, <laughs> she has a keen ear for the uh, clinking and clanging <laughs> of uh, those in training. And uh, it... <laughs> It does happen to be the biggest building in Iremoth, all the way up on the northern um, wall. Uh, and there is an, <clears throat> a grand exit with a big old gate and a big portcullis that goes right out the north um, up into the wildness of Tor. God, these guys um, are extra. I <laughs> uh, will do a brief reading of some of these notes of Ironmoth. The uh, Iron Maw has many natural defenses, everyone knows. There's Iron Maw Bay to the south, Torrent Spines to the northwest, and the city limits are circled by a 50-foot-high polished stone wall. And watchtowers dot the walls at strategic points. However, they're not manned currently. Um, So there's just watchtowers and this 50-foot-high polished wall. So it's very much like the Game of Thrones wall where like only one of the castles is actually like, or two of the castles is actually manned. It's even less manned than that. Every watchtower you see has been unmanned. Is there it's a just reason? The, it's just the walls. You haven't, uh, unless you've asked someone, you do not know. <laughs> uh, so you get up to the mercenaries and you, there are at least a dozen mercenaries fighting in the courtyard. Um, when you arrive. Ah, my people. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna... As you are walking in, before you can even decide what you're going to do, a Goliath woman comes up to you and says, Are you here to hire mercenaries or are you here to... She looks you all up and down. Uh, apply for work. Uh, hire. Okay, come with me. (laughs) And she turns around immediately. You walk past into the courtyard and see everyone. They're all big, burly um, individuals uh, that you see. At first, you see the big, burly ones, and then you see that there are others that are very much more the dexterous type um, fighting with, you know, staves and doing training with bows and arrows and all that kind of thing. So, but they're doing 
more of their work towards the back. It looks like they put their biggest and strongest out front um, to kind of push forward that air of strength. But you go into the Mercenaries Guild's headquarters and uh, this Goliath woman says, Sit. Someone will be with you soon. Okay. I have a Goli- Goliaths are badass oh. looking. Oh, I have to ask. Um, is this for an expedition or are you trying to put down an uprising or take out a beast? What kind of job is this? Expedition? So, good survival. Okay, are we going to the Sea of Wind or the Torn Spines? These spines. Ah, okay. Thank you. I'll be right back. Thank you. You wait for five or ten minutes, and eventually uh, the Goliath comes back uh, with a kobold and says, This is Boxa. He will be an excellent guide for you. He's going to outline all of the terms of the expedition and all of the rules. Uh, get you all uh, outfitted and receive payment. And then once payment has been received, we will it'll help you get up to the spines. Uh, hi. It's good to meet all of you on Boxa. It's a little, little cobalt. Probably one of the smallest you've seen. He's like three oh feet tall. And he's uh, got rust-colored scales, so you can tell that he's pretty old for a kobold. He's gotta be at least ten. That's old. <laughs> kobold reach maturity at six. Remind me to never play kobold then, because like, <laughs> that's not very old. They don't have long lifespans for things. Uh, how tall is Seth? Are y'all like same Four height? Foot. Okay, uh, so this, almost. This, Box is shorter than Seth. Um, so you're going up to the spines then? Um, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm an expert in the spines. I'm one of the best uh, cold weather uh, mercenaries, guides. Um, you wouldn't, you couldn't tell by looking at me though, but I've been doing this for many years, many years. Um, so. How far up the spines are you trying to go? Uh, I don't know. How far are we trying to go? <laughs> do we know the answer to that question? You do not know the answer to that question. Uh, wherever the wind takes us. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, uh, like a sightseeing tour? Um, okay. I haven't done one of those in a while, but yeah, it's absolutely something we can do. Um, okay. So... There's the, uh, and he starts going into like all of these very scenic, like hikes and stuff like that, that you all could take. Uh, he's showing you on a map where they go and they're like really only in the, the foothills of the Torrin spines <clears throat> right outside the city. Um, uh, we're more interested in like a deep dive expedition type situation. Um, um I want to go to, like, the heart of it. Uh, oh, okay. So past Veriron Spine, even, you think? Sure. That, that's the tallest peak on the, in the southern range. But, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you all want to go up to Veriron Spine, we can do that. Um, 
it's going to require a little bit more cold weather gear. And he goes into all of the details of it. And he's saying, okay, well, you know, for each one of you, it's going to be this gear and this gear and this gear. And we'll need this many days of rations. And he's just listing off all the stuff and writing it down as he's going. He says, and that's going to bring your grand total to, uh, uh, may as well, 750 gold pieces. Cool. Is that doable cool. for your cool. Yeah. Uh, do you need that like now or like do we pay you when we get back? Like how oh, does yes. that work? Yes, it'll, it'll stay here with the guild. and you know, we, we have all of the equipment here and he outlines all the terms and has you all like sign papers and all of this information. It's very bureaucratic. For You wouldn't be willing to do like a 70-30 30 on the, on the return, Mike? Uh, no. Not even no. a persuasion roll? Okay. No, we don't do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, little one. We just we we've been burned too many times. We've been doing this for a very long time, and so yeah, we we take all of our money up front. If the expedition goes south, which it has in the past, we don't want to have to send another expedition out to gather the gold that would have been paid. You understand? What's to stop you from piecing out? Or I'm I'm confused here. Oh, what's so our I'm, collateral? I'm, on page six of this document here, and he goes into all the legalese of it and everything. It's, so you see, if I were to skimp out on my bill, you would be paid three times what you would put down. That sounds very reasonable. I was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> what happens if you just like, why can't you not just like kick us off the top spire and then you get to keep the money? Oh, well, if you see here over on page 12, it goes into all this. And so what you would do is your next of kin could file a suit against us and we would, in that <laughs> instance, we would pay five times what you had originally put down for wrongful that death seems or dismemberment. I mean, I like this, these guys. Yeah, I'm, we're, we're good. We're in. I, we got the money. Uh, like I said, I'm, we've been doing this a long time. We know. <laughs> we, we, we know what we're doing. What's 750? 1300, so that'd be 550? Sure. I would have left. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can do math. You All could right, have yeah. said any number, I would have said yes. I was trying to be right. <laughs> Nathan, I don't know if you were counting my gold at all during this entire <laughs> listen two seasons but um... i got this i paid him i i knew that number i wrote down like when we started season when i remade my character sheet at the start of the seasons and i haven't used it for any other reason yeah, but, but i mean like Shh, it'd be nice they to don't know i know the secret i don't care how much gold they have <laughs> <laughs> okay. i got it we're good this isn't an economy podcast <laughs> Yes, fantasy economics and law. Like I know Nathan, I know Nathan counts it if we were trying to buy some kind of crazy ass thing like a ship. He's like, no, no, like you don't have enough money for that. But if it's like ten thousand gold right here, (laughs) if it's like this, it's we're fine. Yeah. So you all sign the documents. You start getting fitted for your gear. It takes you the better part of that day. Boxa uh, says to you, so part of this is um, we'll leave uh, bright and early in the morning. Uh, So, you know, uh, right as the 
Um, the nocturnal beasts are uh, settling into their dens. It's the best time to leave. Uh, you know, just in case any are trying to scale the walls. They usually don't, but when we leave in the morning, we have the, the best chance of, you know, getting through the, the first pass by nightfall. So, uh, we've got some uh, spare rooms right this way, and they lead you to the spare rooms and say, all right, you all can have a have a good evening, and we'll leave bright and early in the morning. Thank you. Thanks, Boxer. Is it big bed? <laughs> Oh, did you did you want a big bed? No, I mean, I'm asking. This is out of character. I was oh. just asking if it is big bed or is it separate beds. No, it's like, spare rooms. Uh, plural, yeah, it, but... it's like bunks. It's like Fine. a bunk bed in each room. Fine. It's very um, sparse. There's like a chest there to put your belongings if you want to, and like a small desk. But that's it. I need a bottom bunk because I need all my stuff. And it's hard to get up on the top bunk with all my stuff because I sleep with my stuff on. <laughs> that is fair. Do you all want to do anything this night? Do you want to talk to any of the mercenaries or anything? Or do you just want to set off on the expedition? I kind of want to, like... I feel like these are kindred spirits, you know what I mean? Like, these are my peoples. Is there, okay. like, a, a like a mess hall that I can go, like, hang out with people in? Uh, yeah. There's we don't a have to hall. do the whole thing, but like we could say like Scarwin partied with the mercenaries. Uh, roll me. Roll for party. No. Roll me. Nathan a... and I can do a whole side episode where I like accidentally join them or something. Like. Yes. Uh, roll me a. Roll me a straight charisma check, and then roll me a strength check, please. Okay. It's like spending, you know, it's like going, if you're single and you spend the night in Vegas and you wake up and you're accidentally married, like I accidentally joined the mercenaries killed because I got so drunk and I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is that? Two. So 17 for charisma. And then you said strength. Mm -hmm. That's my bag, baby. 17 plus five, 22. Okay. Uh, so initially when you get to the mess hall, you're met with a pretty steely and icy reception. All the mercenaries are kind of looking at you. You're kind of getting the vibe of the, um, the shop owner that you talked to earlier in the day where Dick. Yeah. Um, apparently the, the thought with a lot of the people here in on tour that you've seen so far, especially specifically in Iron Maw, is that they are very wary of outsiders and you're kind of getting the feeling that they think that you're soft. Um, yeah. And, but you are, you're able to win them over with, uh, just in talking with them, you get a little bit of a party going and then you win them over with some feats of strength and you have a good time with the mercenaries that night. Hell yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, you turn them around to uh, uh, Scar from, you know, fellows. And, uh, yeah, I was a kid that grew up on the streets. I'm scrappy. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, once you get past the, uh, uh, the hard exterior, they're actually uh, a good group of people. So... Dope. Just wary of outsiders. Everyone in Iron Maw is. Because, you know, there are... Uh, the info that you get is there's often, like, ill-fated journeys from people coming from Alari thinking that they rule the world and then they, they've they got the coin and so they take a chance on it and then those softies never come back. 
and they, you know, sometimes lose some of their guys, guys and girls when, you know, they get sent out on ill-fated expeditions funded by some wahoo from Lux. <laughs> uh, is it risky to ask them any questions about like Kelvin or anything like, like if they may, may know who he is or because I know he, we all know he was here. The general vibe that you get from the mercenaries is they don't really pay much attention to Alarian politics. So they would, they, you mention his name and they don't really know who that is. Cool. Drew, Saf, would you like to do anything? Um, I feel like uh, Drew's going to make sure that we have a nice backlog of tea for Karen because I feel like he's not going to be doing super well. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Uh, this trip and I would like to make sure he doesn't freak out. Okay. Uh, roll me a... an investigation, please. No shade to Karen, but why the fuck did we bring him anywhere? <laughs> he knows why? some stuff. He's important. He's why did we keeper? leave him on the island? Fifteen. Okay. You're... Uh, that evening, you're able to track down a druid who had come in from uh, Alari, and you're able to get some more good berries. Roll a d10 for me, please. And the hookup in Tor. Got it. I like how my drugs aren't drugs, they're just spells. <laughs> good berries, I say, next. Five? Okay. So these good berries aren't as good as the last batch. Um, you're only able to make five. Tablets for Karen. Okay. So he's already used three. So that means that you've got uh, 10 total now. Nice. Okay. Zaf. And um, I'm probably going to play either game of cards or some dice or something with Sokoba and Karen to kind of help keep morale up and keep their minds off of all the shit going down. Okay, roll me a performance, please. 17. Okay, you all have a good time. Karen even starts getting into the game, uh, especially after he wins one of the rounds, and he seems to be in pretty good spirits, all things considered. Good. So, you all complete your tasks for the evening, uh, turn in for bed, and then wake up in the morning, and you're refreshed and ready to go, and you get your packs ready. You are on the way. Um, Buxa uh, takes you through the gate, the north gate, and you start your trek up the torn spines. As the gate opens, it only opens tall enough to get, or high enough to get the tallest of you uh, out of it. Um, So you don't really see a whole lot until you're out on the the road itself. Um, and when you head on out, you see before you, now for the first time, a great expanse of just takes up your whole view now without the wall blocking it. Um, it's just a huge mountain range literally right in front of you. And it extends all the way up into the north. Um, with the way that the sun's rising, it looks like the mountains themselves are glowing orange in the sunrise. 
Uh, and you can see they are snow capped and there are, you know, swirling mist uh, in the uh, some of the recesses of it. Um, but it's a breathtaking sight. Uh, and uh, Boxa says, come on, we've got to we've got to hurry up. We can't stay too close to the wall. He ushers you along the road that heads up to the north. Um, as you look to the east, you see that it gets pretty sparse. And it looks like you're seeing like the edge of a desert. Um, but you can't really see too far that way uh, with the, the sun blinding you a little bit. And <clears throat> you start your journey up into the Torn Spines. Uh, the first day of your journey, roll me a... Uh, everyone roll me a constitution check. Let's do that. Oh, I'm good at that. <laughs> We don't get a lot of constitution checks. 19. 15. 11. So the first day of the journey isn't going so hot for Drew. Uh, Saf and Star, like you're feeling all right, but Drew, this is, you're starting to go up out of the ground. If people didn't know you were an Eladrin, they might think you're a dwarf, I think, for your affinity for the ground. That's fair. Also, I feel like I've gotten a little uh, spoiled because everywhere we've gone, we've just taken carriages from Maxine. It's a lot of walking. Mm -hmm. I don't appreciate it. I think Drew probably isn't great at long walks. Uh, This is also, if you all have never left Tor, which I don't think any one of the three of you have, um, this is the first time you've been in like an expansive wilderness ever. Oh, you mean if we, none of us have left a lorry uh, Yeah, before. sorry, if you've never left a lorry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think any of you have. Mm-mm. No. So, it's pretty, it, it's very different. Like, just stepping foot off into Iron Mall was just a weird city. This was not a planned city. And then coming out here into this open wilderness is scary as well. But it's scary because it's new. One of the things that you all notice is that, you know, all of the like ghost stories and boogeyman stories that the adults tell the kids on Alari would make you think that this is this place is just teeming with monsters. And you have in the first day, you do not see any sign of something with gnashing teeth or swiping claws. There's it's just it's untamed. But it's wilderness, and so it's kind of a surprise to not encounter some sort of monster on the first day. So, just so it's you know. not everything like the stories we were told. It's just not as dangerous. It's just as wild. And it's just as wild. And so, um, Boxa explains to you, So, as we <clears throat> continue up the spines, we're going to have to skirt a, um, a frost giant. Um, me and Emily both were like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> yeah, it's a frost giant that town. Back by me again. Frost giant town. Um, we're still about a day and a half from when we'll encounter them, but um, we might see some scouts or patrols. So just keep your eyes out, keep your eyes peeled. Um, the next day or so, they don't usually come this far south, but as we continue to move north, we'll um, we might see signs. So just be aware. 
you know, I'm going to assume that it's bad if we do run into one. Um, it's not. Um, well, you're with Boxem, so Boxem will keep you safe. <laughs> I, I may not look it, but I'm. Did I you just refer to yourself in the third person? Uh, sometimes I do that, but you know, Boxa does what Boxa does. Am I right? <laughs> so you know, I, I've given a pack of frost giants a run around before. I can I can do it again. I don't know why, but I trust you. Uh, you've paid me a <laughs> lot of money. You'd be the only one. <laughs> you've paid me a lot of money for trust, so I would hope that you do. <laughs> well, anyway, we should get some sleep. Um, this will probably be our last night with a fire for a while until we get past the frost giants, so enjoy the warmth. Cool. <laughs> Question. Is um, my cold weather gear over my armor? Your cold weather gear is appropriately donned with your armor. Okay, just making sure I need that. <laughs> yes. So the yeah, we've got to do this for the first time in a while. Uh, who's going to keep the first watch? I Have guess we ever I done will. this on this podcast? Well, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I think so. We've okay. definitely done this. We're just not in a minute. Uh, and like always, Drew doesn't take the first watch, even though she just has to meditate. And like always, I volunteer to do the first one. Okay. And Seth will sleep. Yeah, we haven't done one since the first time we got to the aisles when we were going to scout for the other lizard folk, I think, was That's the last right. time we did this. Yep. So in I guess that would, well, I mean, even then being on the Bulwark Isles... I was going to say that was probably your first taste of wilderness, but it still had a flavor of city about it because, you know, they're ruined. It's ruined city on the island. So, but anyway, uh, Scar, roll me a perception for your watch, please. Four. <laughs> okay. It's great. Watch is going fine. I don't like uh, that. <laughs> Drew, are you going to take the next watch? Saf says that she's sleeping. Yeah, I'll take the next one since I only need like four hours. Okay, roll me your perception. 19. <clears throat> okay. In the night, you can hear some rustling nearby. But it sounds like it's probably a rabbit. And it, with your dark vision you can see that it's a small thing that's nearby um as it scurries away you hear something a little larger farther out past your vision and it is going off into the distance um away from you but other than that your watch patches passes through pretty uneventfully so uh Sokoba takes the last watch and she rolls a 15. And that's her watch. You all are sleeping or meditating, whatever you're doing. So you don't know what she sees. Um, so you all wake up in the morning. Uh, and Sokov is there and she says, Well, this is... I hope that all of these watches are as uneventful as 
This one. Boxer well, looks now at you her. just jinxed it, Sokoba. God. <laughs> Boxer looks at her and goes, eh, we'll see. We might have to move fast. So. Uh, everyone roll me a survival check for the next day, please. Survival. 21. Shocking. Drew got her sea legs, I guess. Yeah, that's one of my... I'm proficient in that. Nice legs. Okay, so it's... That's so 27. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next day is a little bit more eventful. You all are feeling a little bit more comfortable now that you're kind of getting used to the environment. Uh, you are climbing higher, and you can see off in the east, you can see there's definitely a desert there um, to the east with rolling dunes and lots of sand. Um, <clears throat> there's sparse vegetation on the, um, the foothills, um, just below you, uh, and you are in a spot with few trees right now, but you can see that there are patches of forest all around you. As you are continuing up the mountains, uh, Scar notices at first, there are signs of something big having been nearby. No. <laughs> and Boxa says, oh, good eye. We should, you know, bring you on as a, as a guide, maybe, you know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, Frost Giants have been around here. So, uh, they've been here recently, too, by the looks of this. He lifts up a piece of bark from the tree nearby and says, it's, I mean, it's sitting on the fresh snow, so. They've been here in the last few hours. <sighs> um, I mean, it's not, no, it, they make their presence known. They have the horn and everything. So they're all about fighting. So you've just got to be faster than them. But, you know, I'll, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve to get past them if we're a little slow. But um, anyway. Um, yeah, let's go uh, this way. And Bos- Boxa uh, gestures in a, a different direction than the heading that you had. And... Um, up into the forest itself. You see, going up into the forest, it's, um, you can't see as much in front of you, but, um, the trees are too dense for the frost giants to really get through, so you gotta do what you gotta do, right? You wanna run into a frost giant or you wanna run into a branch? (laughs) I'll take take the branch. So, the (laughs) remainder of the day, it goes pretty uneventfully and until drew you see something in the sky a bird a plane um it's the shape of a bird yeah but you're not why do you do this me or (laughs) drew you the birds yeah it's the shape of a bird but uh roll me a roll me a investigation or a perception there See if you can make out what exactly is going on. Do perception. I plus seven to that. Seventeen plus seven. What is that? Twenty-four. 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 Uh, you're looking up at the shape in the sky, and you realize that is way too far away to be a bird. And if it's that far away, it's a lot bigger than a bird. But Did it's you really, tell it's the just, class? Like- it's really far away. 
But even I don't as know what to do with that information. Even as far away as it is, it looking about the size of a of what you would consider a bird and how fast it's moving, it's a little disturbing. Uh, okay, I'm going to yeah share with the class, kind of look at everybody and be like, um, I see uh, what is that up there? I, I don't <laughs> think that it's a bird. It is very big bird, if that is if that is true. And to be fair, I don't know all of the uh, the fauna on tour, so. Boxer looks up at the sky, squints his eyes, and puts his little clawed hand over it. He goes, um, uh, um, probably a dragon, I had to guess. It's about the right, yeah, it's going about the right speed. It's about the right size, uh, dragon. That's probably an ancient dragon, too, so. Um, I'm sorry, it, what? No, 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 it's, don't worry, don't, it's not going to bother us. It's, it's way too high. It can't even see us. Well, I mean, it can see us, but um, if it wanted to, it could. Can I make a suggestion to all of you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep your eyes down on the ground. <laughs> um, here's the thing. If... If that dragon, which can see us, and I'm, it might be able to hear us, I don't know enough about dragons, but you know, um, if it wanted to, it could, it would just swoop down and get us and there'd be nothing you can do about it. At least the things on the ground, you can try and outrun them or try and fight them, but eh, a dragon, especially of that size, there's no, there's no way. It's better just keep your eyes down. I was going to say, I mean, I've already fought a dragon, but no, I think I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> Can I roll an insight on Boxa? Yes. 11. Uh, yeah, you absolutely believe that he's, you know, with with all of the paperwork you did like two days ago, all of the, you know, talking that you've been doing on the expedition so far, you believe he's telling the truth. That you will probably feel better if you keep your eyes down. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Okay. All right, so let's stay the fuck away from this dragon then. I have a question that I probably should have asked before we put on the snow gear. Uh-huh. Can Andy fit over the snow gear on my person? Is Andy in homunculus mode or in luggage mode? Luggage mode. Like uh, if Andy were to, if I were to expand Andy to encase me. Expandy. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to expandy, would, would, would Andy fit? Uh, chances are no. Great. Okay. What are you thinking? You're going to like expand Andy and fly up to that dragon and be like, hey, don't eat us. Like, Nope, fly away. <laughs> Fly far, far away. Oh, cool. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Good talk. <Welcome. laughs> Just grab Sokoba in peace and let the rest of us get eaten by an ancient dragon. Cool. Uh, so that's day two for the most part. You all stop for the night um, right before dusk. And it, it you're not lighting a fire now being this high up in the mountains. Uh, Boxa is like, you're just going to want a bundle. Get your blankets, get your whatever you can to get you warm. If you've got fire spells, 
you know, keep them to yourself. But, you know, if you can control it enough and he like lights his hand on fire and he's like, if you can control it and keep it close and just kind of tuck it under your, your coat, just don't singe yourself, but you can kind of keep a little heat right here. So that'd be my suggestion, but you know, Hey, so who's going to take first watch? I mean, I guess I can do it tonight. I could also take second watch, I guess. Okay. Because I took watch last time. I I really <laughs> I really at this time, at this point the uh, the the Goodberry <laughs> tea's wearing off, and I would really prefer not to have take watch. Uh, Dragon really scared Karen, me. Karen, Karen, here, here, here. Hand him another cup of tea. Go to sleep. Thank you. So, are you going to have last watch? Anyone? Anyone? I guess. All right. Thank you, Drew. All right. All right. Well, everyone get to sleep. I'll have the first watch. Uh, you all fall asleep or meditate, whatever it is you're doing. Um, and each of you, in turn, feel a soft, scaly hand nudge you awake. Hey, we've got to move. Be quiet. Yeah. Everyone, everyone roll me... Stealth, please. No. I have a disadvantage, but I also have an advantage. It's like weird. So it's, it just, it's like. It's just a normal roll. 14. 18. I also have 14. As you're waking up, you kind of hear some bellowing in the distance, but then you hear a bellow that's very close. And you hear some crashing through the trees and you hear this bellow again and it, it, it's close to you, but it's not on top of you. And then you hear like some grunting <clears throat> and you hear the creaking and cracking of a tree as it's being knocked over by something. Uh, you all are moving, not the quietest, but quiet enough that you're not, louder than this sound that's around you. And Boxa leads you up higher into the, the mountains and you hear um, I don't okay, yeah, so here's the thing. I don't know what these things are, but um there have been more of them around lately. Really big guys. Big big guys. And they've they've been fighting each other. Um more frequently. Once we get up and out of the forest we should be clear of them, but you can hear them coming from a mile away. Uh, and these suckers are fast, so we've got to just try and lay low. Let's see if we can find like a small cave or something to get into. It's, uh, these, these things are no joke, and they're the horns of Gloria. Um, so, but anyway, come on, come on, come on, come on. He hurries you along. Um, Did you say you don't know what they are? Yeah, we, yeah, we don't know what they are. Uh, not yet. Anyway, um, you know, maybe it's someone out of the Conjurer's Alliance. You know, they are always cooking up new stuff. Um, I really wish they would stop. I wish, yeah, that's one <laughs> thing I wish we had, like a sir or girl or a chamber or whatever it is you call them. Um, put some laws in place. No summoning monsters. But, you know, we'll figure it out one of these days. One of these crews will come through and figure it out. And then we'll learn how to kill them, and then we'll just have to learn to avoid them. 
but for right now, we're just going to give him a wide berth. Um, as he's saying that, you hear a pained bellow now. Um, and you hear what sounds like fighting down. Probably, you, you would guess probably about where you were just sleeping. There seems to be some sort of ruckus going on with one, two. You don't know how many of these things fighting each other. Yeah, well, that's one thing. They will try and fight themselves, so gives us enough cover to leave. But I think I found a good cave here. Just um, hold on. And he lights his a fire in his palm again. He says, okay, yeah, this should be big enough for all of us. Come on in. Um, and you all uh, file into this little cave and let's have uh, Saf's roll for keeping watch. Well, I definitely can't sleep after that, so can I add to it? Can I also be on Saf's watch? Yep. 16. Eight. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Glad I was there. <laughs> Saf, you're a little too anxious after that ordeal to go back to sleep, and so your watch has spent a little tired. You're not really at your best. You continue to hear the, the noise of these things um, fighting each other, but they're getting farther and farther away. And as that's the end of your watch uh, comes up, you uh, are able to um, get to sleep. Scar, I imagine you would feel better as well at that point, hearing them progressively get farther away. Um, and that'll bring us to Drew's watch. My turn. That is going to be a 14. Okay. Your watch goes pretty uneventfully um you don't hear any more of these creatures beasts whatever they are um in the distance uh, as the sun is rising you can see the stretch of trees down where you had been sleeping before uh it's probably about 30 minutes away or so from you walking up this mountain but you can see that this uh grouping of trees, there are just a dozen of them that have been knocked over um, by something really large. And you can see the the snow prints of whatever these beasts were fighting not very far away from where you are. <clears throat> uh, and that's the watch. You wake up, Boxa says, alright, so by the end of the day today, we should be out of the woods with the frost giants. Um, I mean, actually, he's looking off into the distance. You can see their um, encampment over there, part of it. It's way out there. Um, but he points, and you can see just over a ridge, there's a little line of smoke that's coming up. And then you can see a few more start as well. He says, yeah, that's where they... It's one of their little out, outposts right there. Um, anyway... So we're far enough away from them now, but they still send scouts out this way. But we should be out of their territory by the end of the day. So, um... Are they, like, intelligent? Frost giants? Yeah, they're intelligent. I mean, they've got a society. Their society is built around who is the strongest? How can I become stronger? Who can I take down to show that I am strong? What can I take down? Interesting. So, so like 
cold orcs. <laughs> well, they're cold orcs that are 26 feet tall. <laughs> That's Short. big. Okay. They don't have tusks. And he juts his teeth out and uh, makes a, fa- a face. Um, All right, onward. Okay, let's go. Everyone roll me a survival check, please. I'm good at this. Me too. Let's see. Me too. 14 hey, plus 8. It's getting progressively better. 22. That's an 8. Zap, you're not <laughs> feeling good after your um your poor night's sleep and it's starting to take a toll on you. Um roll me a constitution check, please. Do I need to oh, carry it maybe? is a great thing I'm a halfling because I just rolled a one. Alright, let's All see right. what that second number is. Fourteen, so fifteen total. Okay. You feel like you're gonna hurl. <laughs> and just you don't know how you're gonna be able to walk today. But after you eat some breakfast, you bolster yourself and you're you realize that you're you can make it through and you're okay. Uh had what? you failed that, you would have taken a level of exhaustion. What happens like okay, so halflings have the, the lucky thing. Does that only work once? What if you crit twice in a row? No, it only works for one. It more. works once. Oh, I thought you could like never crit. You just keep family. re-rolling. <laughs> just a reduced chance to actually critically fail. Interesting. Um, so yeah, you feel like you're gonna hurl, but then you you choke breakfast down and you're feeling okay. Um, you make it through um, up into uh, one of the. the the passes between mountains uh, at this point, about midday. There aren't as many trees around. Um, <clears throat> and there's not really a whole lot that you can see living up here. Um, the snow is a lot deeper. There are, you know, some glaciers you're starting to see here as well. Um, so you have to actually get your, um, some of your climbing gear out, you know, your um, spiked boots and uh, some climbing axes uh, in order to get up some of these ice flows that are around here in the mountains. The view is getting better and better. Uh, at, at this point, you can start to see the western side of the spines as well. For the, In the route that you were taking, you were going up you were mostly on the eastern side of the the range, but there are times where you can see the western side now as well. Um, you can't really see down too far because of the the cloud cover. But um, you're am you're... I? Sorry. Go ahead. Am I remembering correctly that the amulet thing was supposed to like get like glow brighter or like signal us if we're in the right place? Uh, the amulet wa- <clears throat> is a guide for Drew when souls are uh, captured in it, basically. So there has to be a soul that is captured in order for her to get some sort of hint or clue. Mm. Needs soul energy. We got to make a sacrifice. So in order for in order for us to know if we're 
going in the right direction. We got to kill something. Essentially. Yes. She's yes. like, yes, excitedly. Yes. Yeah. That was the title of episode 19 of season two was solar power. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the, the, the day is a lot of the same as it was before. Um, you're just climbing up higher and higher in the mountain. You can, at the end of the day, you can see a l- really large mountain in front of you, uh, a large peak. And uh, Boxa points it and says, that's Briar and Spine right there. That's, I guess, where we're going, huh? How about these views? Is this what you, um, are you getting your money's worth? This is what you paid to see, right? Yeah, it's really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're not cluing Boxa in on our, like, real reason for being here. No, it feels, that feels wrong. That feels like, that's too trusting. That's some shit that I feel like later we'd be listening to the episode of me like, what are you doing? Stop telling them everything. And Drew's been burned once. Like, I can't do it again. Yeah, I feel like we shouldn't. That's why I haven't said anything, because I'm keeping it close to the chest. But, like, part of me is also, like, if we do tell him some of it, maybe he'll know where to go. I don't think we even know, like, what other information could we give him? We're looking for Amos. Like, he wouldn't know what that is. Or, like, even if we, I think, described them, I don't think he would, like, think you're looking for big rock people. Statues. Who's to say? I mean, okay, Drew's going to be like, as we're walking, um, these views are fantastic. Uh, I, we have friends who came to tour and we're talking about um, how beautiful everything is out here, even though obviously it's pretty big wilderness and pretty scary. Um, one of the things they said they saw were these giant statues. Do you know where those would be at all? The giant statue? Um, I mean, how tall are we talking? I mean, are they, did they maybe see a frost giant that was holding real still? <laughs> I don't think so. There would be like, I don't know. Okay, out of character, I don't know how big the Amos are. Amos are 150. Yeah. Tall. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they said it was like 150 feet tall. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know anything about that. Okay. I mean, no statues. That, I mean, I haven't. If I'm being honest, I mean, I really haven't been anywhere past the, you know, the southern part of the continent. But you know, there could be something like that farther north. I just, my little legs, I don't feel like walking that much. That's fair. So I mean, maybe, but I, I, I haven't seen anything like that. <clears throat> what do you need to see a statue for? Oh, I was just wondering. They couldn't remember where they saw it, and I didn't know if you knew about it. Mm. No, I don't know anything about statues. Hmm. Toys are place, though. Is there anywhere to, like, keep, keep one? I mean, anywhere, really. I mean, Tor's a big place. I mean, there's there's a lot of spaces that have been unexplored for centuries maybe even millennia um any i mean the and the caverns themselves are deep i mean it could 
Could have been deep in the earth. I mean, did they say whether it was in a cavern or on on the surface? Or in a cavern for sure. Oh, the caverns are labyrinthine. So there's there's a lot to the caverns, but anything like weird going on up in these mountains you ever seen? Uh, outside of the <coughs> outside. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a. This dry air gets so thin. Anything outside of the ordinary? Um, like lots of weird stuff happening up here. I think you got to be more specific, Scar. I don't know. Like, is there any? Is there any like part of the spines that you would be like if someone was interested in seeing something out of the ordinary? I don't know how to put it. Uh, like a, something really remarkable, like. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I might try and, you know, maybe try and find one of these dragon's lairs, and he kind of makes a nodding motion up to the sky without looking up. Um, you know, maybe try that. and find one of their lairs and see what they've got going on. Ugh, I hate that answer. Hey, quick question. Probably anyone, don't. Quick question. Does anyone look up? Nope. He said not to. <laughs> I feel like I definitely did, though, but, like, I didn't mean to. Uh, yes, yeah, I totally you, did. <laughs> yeah, you see the shadow of a bird up in the sky. Ugh. I like how Scar's like, take us to the non-touristy spines. <laughs> Towards the local spines. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd try to... I mean, we could try and do that, but... <sighs> It's it's more dangerous. I mean, we didn't really sign up for that. So, I mean, that'd be another contract we'd have to sign. No, I'm good. I think we're fine without seeing the dragon layers. We were just, you know, making conversation, right, Scar? Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> okay, well... I still uh, want to like go to like not your average places. Yeah, we can we can do that. Um, there's a, a nice little see. Well, I mean, maybe it's there. I mean, the last time I was there was about well, I don't know, two or three years ago. There was a nice little hot spring on the uh, northern side of Iron Spine. Maybe that would be something you all be into. Has a really nice view of Western uh, tour. Sure. Can see the sunset over on the, yeah, the west absolutely. side. Of, yeah, it's not, I mean, if you're looking for a view, you can't beat it. You really can't. I tell you. Yeah, we should. Uh, if that's what you all want to do, we would. Um, yeah, we could make that in about about two days. Uh, we've got enough rations for that, so long as we don't. Uh, yeah, you know, we might need to. You know, hunt a, a rabbit or something on the way back in. But yeah, we can make that work. Uh, but anyway, this is where we're going to be settling in for tonight. So, um, yeah, uh, we shouldn't have to worry about frost giants. He looks around at the uh, the location that they're at, and um, with this cover, we should be able to um, light a fire tonight, which is good. So, let's um. I guess make camp here, if that sounds okay to you all. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Deal. All right. Well, um, you all set up camp, have some dinner, uh, and talk about who's going to take first watch. I'll do that. Okay. Who's going to take second watch? I could try again. <laughs> Poor Safina. <clears throat> Always wanted to be an adventurer, but when it comes down to it, don't have the stomach. <laughs> don't want to stay yeah. up. <laughs> and who wants to take third watch? Anyone? I guess. Okay. Everyone, uh, I guess Scar first. Roll me your perception for watch. Nine. Yeah, it's great out here. It's quiet. You can see a lot of stars as the fire starts to dwindle down. Uh, you toss, you know, a little bit of a... What would even be around here? You, you, you toss some more... Um, yeah, it's an artificer's thing. It's like a Duraflame log. Toss that on the fire. <laughs> We've got Iron Man suits and we can't have Duraflame logs. Sure. <laughs> um... So you, you, you toss that on the fire and look up at the sky. The stars are really bright. No, not a cloud in the sky. The last few nights have been really cloudy. Um, you see the same stars you've always looked up and seen. Um, but your watch passes without incident. So, Saf? It is 19. Okay. <clears throat> your watch also passes without much incident. Uh, you look up at the stars as well. Uh, the same stars that you've always looked up at. It's remarkable seeing them without all of the light pollution that you get in Alari. So um, it's really quite the sight. Um, but yeah, your watch passes, passes without incident. Drew? Okay. Natural 20! Excellent! Uh, I see through space and time. You see through space and time, you're looking up at the same stars you've always looked up at. And as you're looking up at the stars, you're thinking about how beautiful they are and how this is the first time you've seen them like this. And you hear in the distance what sounds like a footfall in the snow. I don't like that. I don't like that. So what do I do now? I mean, there's another footfall in the snow. They're going slowly, but... I'm going to wake somebody up. I wake up, Scar. <laughs> Thanks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I like pull my uh, warhammer out. I'm ready. I'm alert. Okay. Love the idea that I'm like, hey, hey, Scar. I think, and you're like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's my bag. Okay. You think I sleep with all my weapons on and my armor and shit? I don't fuck around. You hear some more footfalls coming in. You can't see anything yet. But Can I discern whether they're people footfalls or animal footfalls? Uh, Is that something roll, you can figure out? investigation. hate that. 17, 8, 19. 19? Uh, yeah, it's um, humanoid footfalls. I don't know why, but that's worse. I'm like, I know. I was people. just thinking that, like, I don't I hate that. I don't like that. Why? They're not just, saying... like, monsters with bloodlust or whatever just fighting each other. These are people with, like, opinions. <laughs> <doing> <laughs> <bad> <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Not a beast with bloodlust, but people with opinions. Uh, I... I'm gonna wake up, Boxa. I'm hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, everybody up! Everybody, huh? everybody up! Everybody up! We got people. We got company. What's up? What's up? What's up? Mm-hmm. There are people. There are people coming here. Shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, could I tell? Tell? Can you all fight? Yeah. Hell okay. yeah! But look at me. Wait. What? I did in the investigation. Could I tell how many humanoids it was? There was one set of footfalls. So just one person. There was, it sounded to you like one set of footballs. Okay. There's a person coming. A person, maybe. Well, it doesn't seem friendly. We are like in the middle of nowhere. Like, let's not just like hang out with the people around us. Don't we have dark vision? Most of you do. Can't, we can't see anything? Uh, not yet. They're not at your line of vision yet. You can hear it, but you can't see it. All right, what do we do? Just sit here and wait for them to be like, hi. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are you going to kick out the fire or try and hide? What are y'all trying to do? Listen, Scardo hide. Okay, that's fair. So you wait long enough for them to get into the firelight? <clears throat> I wait long enough for my dark vision to kick in, that's for sure. Um, just as your dark vision starts to kick in and you see a humanoid figure at the edge of your vision, It you start to hear two sets of footfalls now. Great. And the humanoid shape you saw in the distance seems to... It, it doesn't really s- split, but in, in the low-light vision, it seems like one person becomes two people. So they were walking single file. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to hide their numbers. <laughs> I was just going to say that's uh, that's very Duskin Raider. Um, and as they get closer, you all can see more clearly now that in winter gear, guideless is Srelesve. Andrea. Ah, fuck! <laughs> and as she sees you see her, she says, I don't know why I'm surprised to find you here with my book. I was going to say she has to have like a tracker on that book or something. And that's where we're getting this week's episode. Ah, Are you fuck. fucking kidding me? Thank Man, you all so much for like, tuning in to the Legends of Lanamore. Fire for my ambulance. Nope. It's my mom. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Legends of Lanamore podcast. I hope that you had a great time listening. I had a great time DMing. I hope that my players had a great time playing. Listen, we can kill Sir Lesve and not kill your mom. I'm just saying. We can. The... This can happen. Um, okay, so this is going to be a rare one. So the legend and the lull this week, for the same reason, <laughs> is going to be Scar. <laughs> for keeping Srelesve's journal with you. Ah, fuck! <laughs> <laughs>
the lull for keeping it with you and allowing Sir Lesbay to track you, and the legend for not giving it to Agamir and getting Agamir's ship sunk. Okay. Oh my god, that would have sucked so bad. I have a question. Why didn't we... Why wasn't that something that we did from the very beginning, like dispel magic or some shit on that thing? <clears throat> I I had to listen to the last episode because I we recorded it like two months ago. A while ago. ago. Uh, so I had to listen to it to see what you all did with it to make sure that you all still had it and you didn't do anything like that. Yeah, you all didn't. Uh, I do why? I do have dispel magic. I was like, I don't have that stuff. No, I do. Fuck. I do. Fuck. Why didn't we think about that? I feel so dumb right now that we didn't think like, she probably has a magical tracker on this <laughs> fucking thing. It's just her like most sacred prized possession book thing right now with all of her fucking visions and shit in it. It's fine. She probably doesn't track it or anything. God, we're dumb. But also, yeah, I am really grateful that I kept it with us because then Aggie would be dead and that's not cool. And Reg ends up and Kira like. Yeah, them against Celeste and Leandria, probably not. But like, I feel like we can we can handle it. Or it could have been even could have been even worse if Agamir got to Dorena. Oh, I was literally going to say like when we were talking about we were going to let. Agamir take it to Dorena if Sir Lesbay had found Dorena. All your lizard people would be dead. (laughs) My family! (laughs) (laughs) Well, your actual family is here now, so we're all fucked. That's true. It makes you feel good that you all have been being followed for two weeks. Um, But anyway, if you want to reach (laughs) out to us, if you want to reach out to us on social media, you can do that where, Nicole? Uh, you can go to Twitter at Landamorapod and at Novi underscore studio to talk with all of us and see all of our great content. Uh, or if you want to talk to any of us personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at underscore Nova Gamer. I'm at Neurotic Good. You can find me at underscore Squid Toaster. We also have a website, novistudio.io. Ton of cool stuff up there, like in about section where you can get to know us, a lot of artwork, and our merch store. Our merch store. We have shirts, we have mugs, we have stickers, we have everything you could possibly want to own that reps Novi, Legends of Lanamora, City and Snow. Let's talk about it. What's what with Dillian Dally? Uh, also on our merch store, you can find digital downloads of our mini prequel campaign, Into Depths and Darkness, set 10 years before the events of season one. Find out what really transpired between Dr. Milo Thornburn, Kelvin, and Mara on tour. We also have the homebrew Pact of the Shepherd Warlock worksheet if you would like to follow along and use it in your own game. We'd love it if you could leave us a quick review on your podcasting platform of choice. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so stay tuned. Yes, please stay tuned to Legends of Lanamora and our other Novi content. Uh, we've got our sibling podcast, City and Snow, coming out on the off Tuesdays from Legends, uh, and it is set uh, in the same world of Lanamora, 127 ages in the past. So, uh, yeah. Uh, until next time, let's be Legends! Let's be Legends! Let's be legends. Let's be legends.